Hey, what's up? It's Trina Devery from One Tired Teacher, and today's episode 10, Yoga in the Classroom. Today I'm going to talk to you about how to use this as a strategy, as a calming strategy, and also as a preventative measure to issues, further issues in the classroom. I hope you get your namaste on and join us. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so it's episode 10, Yoga in the Classroom. Before we start, I want to give a shout out to a comment, to a subscriber that left a comment on my, on my blog, and I'm so thankful for this, so let's just take a listen. This is from Andrea Knight, and she was re- referring to blog, or my episode six on self-care, the importance of self-care for teachers. And since we're talking about yoga, I thought that this would actually be relevant. So she says, you're right, self-care is so important. Teaching is tiring. You have to take care of yourself, and people shouldn't misunderstand that as selfish or like their needs aren't as important as other needs. And if you're concerned about the health and well-being of others, then you have to take care of yourself anyway. Otherwise, how can you be your best for them? Your friends, family, and especially your students need you to take the time for yourself. Hashtag sharpen the saw, right? I love that. And thank you, Andrea, for commenting. And I would love to hear more from more listeners. So please leave a review or a comment on iTunes or my blog, and maybe I'll give you a shout out next week. We did have a little bit of an error this week. Um, Last week, I I said that we were going to be hearing from a high school student's perspective, and I lost the footage, which is not very responsible, and I don't know what happened. So I'm so sorry about that. But today, we're going to be talking about yoga in the classroom which can also be a really beneficial topic. So in the past several months, I've been working on getting my yoga certification. It's been an intense training, complete with an anatomy class that I have not taken anatomy since I was in college long, long ago. I had lectures about the benefits of each posture and poses and all about yoga and work on bettering my practice. It has been transformative and revolutionary. I began yoga in my last year of teaching while I was teaching at the largest Title I school in my district. I was completely burned out and suffering from a great deal of loss and heartache. I was also battling an autoimmune disorder that left my immune system compromised. I was sick every few months. I would get a sinus infection or bronchitis or some kind of like upper respiratory infection. And it was like literally every three months I couldn't stay well. Needless to say, it, the environment in which I chose to transfer into was also pretty toxic. It was filled with, with trauma and sadness and some team issues and all kinds of other things. And that did not help my mental state of being. Thankfully, that's when I found hot yoga and my life was changed. Fast forward a year and a half later, and I've only been sick once, which was just recently. That's why my voice sounds a little funny. Um, And everything feels better. I haven't been sick. I have zero pain on most days. And if I do occasionally, it's usually like at a four. And it's because I ate something I wasn't supposed to, like bread or sugar. But hey, a girl has to have bread every now and then or a cookie. (laughs) So yoga has taught me several things. It taught me to get out of my own head, to listen to my body, to focus on the healing, 
And the most important thing it's taught me is learning to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Amazing. It's truly amazing. After I've experienced such a revolutionary transformation, I thought about offering this to others. So my yoga teacher teacher training began. So I started traveling down this road and my mind often goes back to my sweet, sweet children at that Title I school and even all the other kids that I've had the privilege of teaching. And I think about those kids a lot and I think about times that I could have done things differently, I could have done it better, what I could have done better. In my second episode with Melanie Redden about building rapport with students, that comes to my mind a lot. That episode comes to my mind. It's almost like it's, it haunts me sometimes because, and I'll link to that, that show in, in the show notes. And I think about, I think about the things that she said about the calming corner that she described and the celebration of success that is a natural part of her day. I think I, I think I did some really powerful things for kids, but I would have loved to have added some of those more celebrations to my classroom of success and a calming conversation a calming corner would have absolutely made such a huge difference to so many of the students that are in my mind that will forever be in my mind. I recently actually made a product to to kind of go with that because it was I was so inspired by that conversation and it's a calming corner kit and I'll link to that as well. And I I created that because of my conversation with Melanie. Also it was during my yoga teacher training and after my daughter Emily who is now a nanny for two sweet adorable little girls and a family that she loves but one of the girls has some difficulty with sensory issues and so that calming kit was born and in there in that in the cool down calming kit it's one of the strategies for kids are yoga cards the yoga cards are included with steps for getting into and out of the pose and some of the poses are really great for breathing and calming effects other poses help strengthen muscles and help with, a he- with heavy work and types of things like that. So let me talk about the yoga cards because yoga is such a powerful way for kids to learn to be in tune with their body, to self-regulate and to calm the mind. And not specifically about the yoga cards, but just actually about yoga in general. Because school-based yoga programs are sweeping the nation and studies show that students of all ages are reaping significant benefits. And I remember one year I did yoga in my classroom. I actually did Taibo, Jillian Michaels, and yoga in my classroom. It was a year where we had to have an increased number of physical fitness minutes. And the classroom teacher, and that at the time I was a second grade teacher, um, we were responsible for figuring out how to make that happen, as we often are. So I was doing yoga and things like that with my kids. And it was so fun. And what a difference it made with that class as a whole and and for individual kids. I mean, there were specific kids that I remember that couldn't even touch their toes when we first started. And at the end of like several months of doing yoga, they could touch their toes and they were so proud of themselves. They said they couldn't bend when we first started and then they were bending at the end. Um, and some kids didn't love it, which, you know, everybody has their thing. But overall, it made a huge impact on that class and on, on me as well. And I know there are a lot there's a lot on your plate as a teacher. And I and you may be thinking to yourself, how can I do one more thing? But how many times a day are you interrupted by a child who is having an issue? And what if you could find something that stopped that from happening? Wouldn't 15 minutes or so of yoga be better than 30 minutes of something of someone throwing a chair or like a child being off task or kids fidgeting in their seats? And if you invested 15 
to even 30 minutes into yoga practice every day, it would help teach vital life skills. It would help children feel more calm. It would improve behavior and wellness as well as academics. It would build that inclusive classroom. It's a team building activity and it would increase valuable teaching time. Yes, it would actually increase your time because it would eliminate some of those problems that interrupt you all the time throughout your day. As children feel less stressed and more confident, calm, and focused, your classroom becomes the optimal learning environment. So practicing mountain pose or downward dog doesn't take away from the time that you could have spent learning. It actually enhances your student's ability and willingness to learn. So let's talk about these, these five ways that I have kind of thought to myself. What are the five major benefits of yoga for kids? So I wanted to share five things that I think really make this a powerful practice. And so number one, it reduces stress and teaches self-regulation. In today's fast-moving world, kids who struggle with self-regulation or sensory overload have a difficult time self-regulating. Cool-down spots and yoga can be just the place and activity for monitoring, recharging, and preparing children for re-entry back into your classroom. Sometimes you can do this as like a side thing, like you can have a separate side area for them to like practice yoga. And I know that might sound disruptive, but like set up a spot in your classroom where and you work through the procedures because obviously you're the success of your cool down spot and, and and practicing some of these things can really depend on how much how much preparation you've done in advance I still believe that yoga can be done as a whole entire class but I also think that you can use it as a strategy in a cool down spot so and your your main goal is to have them re-enter back into the classroom as fast as possible and even when you're doing it as a whole class your whole goal is to get everybody back on track because when kids and adults are stressed it manifests physically through tension which is usually in the lower back or the neck and as yoga relieves tension in the body it also relieves stress in the mind. These already revolutionary benefits are associated with self-regulation. Self-regulation is the ability to recognize and manage your thoughts and emotions. Through yoga, children listen inward to their minds and their bodies. In this way, children learn to reflect on and recognize and manage their emotions. Yoga also teaches calming strategies like deep breathing. When children can acknowledge and calm their feelings, they can respond effectively rather than reacting negatively. So if a child recognizes that she's feeling frustrated about an assignment, she can take deep breaths, self-soothe, and find a healthy way to handle the situation, like asking for help rather than throwing a chair or having a tantrum in your classroom. So I think that it can be really powerful in helping them learn to like kind of, re- kind of regulate their own behavior and their own moods and thoughts. So a second benefit for yoga is it increases concentration. As they practice poses, children are encouraged to clear their minds and focus on the effort each pose requires. To achieve the pose or stay balanced, children must maintain a singular focus. That is one of the greatest gifts of yoga. At least it was for me. It gets me out of my own head. And that can be like a true vacation because sometimes I get so in my mind that it's hard for me to kind of focus on what is important or what's going on even around me, which can sometimes drive my own personal children (laughs) crazy. They're like, mom, I'm talking to you. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about my podcast or I'm thinking about this or that. And I can't get out of my own head. And yoga is such 
a break for me, and I think it can also be a huge break for kids. The ability to focus can translate to other areas of life, like school as well. Like children learn to focus on their classwork, homework, tests. Studies note that this improved concentration leads to improved academic performance, which that's what we're looking for in school. But let's think about what we want for kids in life. Like we want them to be able to concentrate and focus on things that are important for them. And that's a skill, that's a life skill that we want for them. And not just so that they can focus on tests or homework or classwork, but so that they can focus on life. The third benefit is it improves self-esteem. Self-esteem or confidence is an important skill and we want all children children, and even ourselves to have and feel those things. We wanna feel confident, we want kids to feel confident. Confident people are more motivated, they're less anxious, they're more willing and they're able to tackle challenges and solve problems. More successful, they're more successful. They're more successful academically and, and they're more successful in life. And overall, they're happier people. However, self-esteem and confidence seems unteachable sometimes, like we're not sure exactly how to instill this in our children. Sometimes we even struggle with this ourselves, especially in a system that sometimes feels like it's beating us down. So having self-esteem or self-confidence, especially when it's questioned so regularly, can be really difficult. But we Instead of giving our kids what we are getting, which is where we're constantly being questioned, why don't we give them a boost in their confidence and actually listen to their little messages? And I don't mean little as in small. I mean little as in their little humans. And so they have something important to say as well. So luckily, research shows that yoga improves self-esteem. And I know that for me, it helped me finally be more comfortable in my own skin. And this is something that I struggled with my entire life, my whole life, and f- to finally feel comfortable enough in my own skin. And it's not a, it's not a perfect skin. So there's, I have some uh, absolute fa- flaws, but I, I don't care anymore. I don't see it like that anymore. Now I just see it, my body as being, as like it needs, it has a job to do. I want it to be able to do its job. And I want it to be able to carry me around and I want it to be able to help me provide for my kids and be there for my kids and all the other things that we need our bodies to do. And to feel comfortable in your own skin is really huge, especially for me. And it might be for you as well. So how does yoga help self-esteem? In kids yoga, children can move at their own pace. They do what feels natural and they and feels comfortable to them. It's not about competing with other kids. That's the beauty of yoga. Like you're you're working on your own practice. It's a personal practice. You're trying to master a pose or something in a pose, not at the level with the person beside you, but at the level that you that you want are comfortable for yourself. It's like it's like the zone of proximal development. It's like just challenging enough not to completely frustrate you, but also challenging enough to actually make you want it to do better. And that is the beauty of it. As children learn to stand in stillness or touch their toes or master an increasingly advanced pose, their confidence grows. Strengthening the mind-body connection, getting active and increasing the flow of endorphins also leads to positive feelings and it improves your self-esteem. A child who can conquer standing head to knee pose may feel empowered to conquer the world or at least that challenging math problem that they cannot seem to get, which is usually in second grade double digit subtraction with regrouping. But, you know, I digress. All right. The fourth benefit of 
doing yoga in the classroom is it improves self-awareness. The metacognitive benefits of yoga are compelling. When a child learns how to better understand their own thinking, they can work through any challenge that life throws their way. When children feel peaceful and aware of their thoughts, feelings, and actions, they're able to act with compassion and courage, and they aren't weighed down with worries about the past or the future. This is another beautiful thing about yoga. You learn to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. I said, I know I said that in the beginning, but I think it is so important. When you're learning to be comfortable in the uncomfortable, like you can sit still through things sometimes because you've been practicing being uncomfortable. So you know a little bit how to do that. And unfortunately, life brings us things where we have to sit still sometimes. <laughs> Although I have a whole nother thing to say about that. Anyway, self-awareness is also a type of mindfulness. And mindfulness is, you know, it's a big buzzword right now in education, but it should be. Like we, we it should be a big buzzword. It's so important to be able to have the ability to be aware and to be present in, well, the present. I mean, that's important. Like we want people to be able to be aware of what's going on in the actual moment. I've mentioned that yoga strengthens the mind-body connection and helps children become aware of their emotions. And all of this is linked to mindfulness. Research indicates that mindfulness benefits general health and the ability to deal with illness. I mean, I really believe that my yoga practice has helped with that. Like my, I have arthritis and, and I was, I got arthritis at a pretty young age and it's, it's been, it's been a challenge, but yoga has, it's literally made me pain free for the majority of my days. Like it's very rare that I have any joint issue and it, and it definitely, it provides resilience my, you know, even you're practicing yoga, you, you know, I feel more resilient. It's a buffer against depression, which definitely helped me in that area. It will help kids with that. It's a defense against bullying. It's a, and a, def, a defense against addiction and so much more. So another benefit is it improves behavior and concentration. As you can see, the benefits of yoga are revolutionary. It isn't surprising that it's linked to improved behavior and academic performance because it's helped in all these other areas. Of course, it would help with behavior and with academics because it really does translate into other areas of your life. Yoga improves cognitive functioning, memory, concentration, awareness, mood, and focus while reducing stress and anxiety. It teaches children to cope with big emotions in really healthy ways. And ultimately, this translates into better behavior in your classroom. And it translates into better performance at school and in other activities, in activities that they do outside of school. A child who is angry, anxious, or unfocused isn't ready to learn. When children feel less stressed, more confident, and can tap into and manage their own emotions, learning becomes easier. And once children can tap into a better understanding of their feelings, they have, they're far less to act out and act badly in your classroom because they understand how they feel. And that brings me to this story of Emily. She came, my daughter, she came home one day to tell me about one of the girls that she works with is, you know, the one that that's struggling with some sensory issues. And she has taught her, she's used the calming corner and she's taught her these strategies. And one of the first things you do is you kind of identify your feelings. Like that's step one. You're or actually step one is you, you quickly get out of the situation. So the child gets out of the situation and they find their safe space, which is, can be a calming corner or 
you know, something like that. And then the child identifies how they're feeling. So this sweet little girl came to Emily and told her that she wanted to share how she felt. And she's only four years old. Like she's actually starting to be able to name her feelings. And she's already, Emily has already seen improvements because of some of the strategies that they've used. And because this little sweetie um, is able to talk about what she thinks and feels. And she has a grown up that's listening. And I say grown up because even the, my daughter is 18, which I guess is considered a grown up. Although to me, she's still my baby. But she's very wise beyond her age. So 18 sounds young, but she's an old soul and a beautiful one. <laughs> but anyway, so this story was a huge win for me. And I know that if I have used yoga or the calming corner kit, if I had used it in my own media center, like at the very end, I would have greatly reduced the number of outbursts and junk behavior that occurred in a school where so many children were suffering with from trauma, because that's another benefit. And even though I've moved past number five, <laughs> it benefits all children because kids that are suffering from trauma, this is a beautiful way for them to become in tune with their own feelings and kind of protect themselves and nurture themselves and love themselves and open their hearts. Because once you've dealt with trauma, sometimes you tend to like guard your heart and you're, and you're not leading with your, with your heart open and this kind of trains you and teaches you how to do that so that and in a trust in a safe trusting environment so yoga benefits all children but children who come from high stress environments where they feel safe or in a constant state of high alert especially need to practice calming learn so and they need to practice calming strategies they need to learn to self-soothe they need to find healthy ways to cope with big emotions and practicing yoga won't magically solve every problem. I know that. However, it can help level the playing field by putting those kids in a headspace where learning and achievement are actually possible. The research is clear. Yoga instruction teaches children far more than just yoga. It improves physical and mental health. It teaches vital social and emotional skills. And from children from disadvantaged backgrounds, yoga can help level the playing field. Utilizing the skills learned in yoga and calming corners can help build a classroom environment that fosters learning. After all, teaching math is much easier in a classroom full of happy, confident children who know how to manage emotions and stress and stay present in the moment and focus on the task at hand. But I hope that you have enjoyed listening to some benefits of using yoga in your classroom and that maybe you'll grab a mat and stand in mountain pose and let the healing begin. I hope that you'll let me know your thoughts about this and maybe try it out and see how it goes for you in your classroom. And I'd love to hear what happens. So shoot, go ahead and shoot me a comment on my on the blog, Trina Devery, Teaching and Learning, One Tired Teacher. This is episode 10. So go ahead and find that and leave a comment and let me know how it worked in your classroom or if you would even be willing to try it. I would also love to hear your feedback on the podcast in general. So go ahead and leave me a review on iTunes. And I can't wait to see you next week where we dive into some very interesting information on anxiety and ADHD in kids. Until next time, this one tired teacher is ready for a nap. Sleep tight. Sleep tight.